Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome, foolish mortals. Amigos, amigos down there. It is me up here. Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the train and remain seated at all times. If smaller aviators don't measure up to the height indicator on the seat, just put the belt through the loop in the center strap before buckling. That's worked well. We know what our goals are. We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled at Walt Disney Production. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Diz Life Podcast. Thank you for being a part of our Disney Lives here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. My name is Mark Valentine, and I am the host of Diz Life Podcast. Join us here weekly as we discuss the very best of Disney parks, resorts, dining, and beyond. And don't forget, smash that subscribe button to access more incredible audio content from the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Just a quick reminder, head over to chipandco.com for the latest headlines from across Disney parks worldwide. And don't forget, give our show a rating or a review over on Apple, Spotify, or even Podchaser. On today's show, we're peeling back our redacted content, uh-oh, and we're unveiling the classified secrets of Disney parks in our new Disney Declassified series. Brian Lee is going to join us for the show. We're going to break down Disney first takes and play Disney's College of Knowledge, but before we do any of those things, this is one of the most important introductions that I think I've made in the history of this show. Bringing him in for one more time. You've seen it on social media. You've seen our post. You've seen his post. It's going to be with great sadness that the last time I introduced <laughs> this man, Greg the Fanatic. Greg, welcome back to Dislife Podcast. Welcome back, my friend. I can't believe that's the last time that I'm going to do that, man. I cannot believe it. Uh, hoy hoy, Mark Valentine, and a hoy hoy, Dislike Podcast. Thank you so much for having me here, as always. Uh, is that my last ahoy hoy? That may be my last ahoy hoy. Oh my God, I'm going to break down now, Mark. That's my last ahoy hoy on Disney. No, and I'm not even going to say last. It's just for now. I am taking a hiatus. I'm I'm stepping away from the microphone. Um, man, I and I don't even know where to go with this. Let's. I'm going to follow right. your lead as always because you. So let me start. Uh, yes. Let me let me start this by saying this. You came on our show. Dwayne Willie was the co-host at that point, and we talked about Galaxy's Edge. And you Star Wars in your pants, and you had me at Star Wars in your pants, man. <laughs> we the um, greatest one line. It was probably ever the greatest spoken. one line ever spoken in the history of Dislike Podcast. But I, I want to say this in earnest, and I and I truly mean it. It was at that moment I I knew without any practice, without any rehearsal, you and I we made great radio. And that I, I affirm to this day, I think it's undeniable. I think you are amazing. Uh, it's like I said on our socials over on Instagram, you added a zany love of Disney that really added so much color to the show. But beyond that, man, beyond the laughs, beyond all of the stuff that was genuine, you're my friend and I love you more than anything. We've had so much fun. We've had so many memories. So I am excited for you. And we were just talking about like your next chapter. And I love the fact that, and FYI, if you don't want to know, like I love Greg and he loves me. I have a lot of admiration. He wants to go off and build his own thing. And I think that that is so incredible. It's very Walt of you to want to go and do your own thing, man. Like you have been here uh, at this, uh, you know, ra a radio program, but you've been here at Chip and Co now for quite a while. And uh, you do a damn fine job of it, man. You do a damn fine job as this radio host. And so I think it's admirable that, you know, we talked about this after we got off the Star Cruiser, right? We looked at each other we're like, what next, right? What is next for so both of us? I'm proud to say, like, you've got, like, you, we're not going to scoop it. Like, we're not going to talk about it because you, you haven't released it yet. And just stay tuned. Greg's going to have a cool project and he's going to have something that's on the horizon. But that's... That's it for people who are out there. Like we saw, I saw this today too on social media. People were looking for like blood on the road. And I'm like, listen, man, 
Love this guy. I could, there's no blood on the road. No. Nobody was run over. No, nobody, nothing bad, nefarious, nothing nope. like that. Love this guy. Begged him to stay. <laughs> Literally begged him. To, do you want? Are you sure, Greg? Can you please don't do this to me, man? But dude, I I have to tell you this. I understand what you're doing. I respect the hell out of it. And you've seen the outpouring of support from our fans and from our listeners. Uh, you're loved. You will be missed. You are a big part of this radio program. I know that you were very flowery in saying that I'm the heart and soul of this show, but you have equally become that. And so we will miss you, man. So I told you, I said, I got to get like, we can't have a Toy Story ending here. There can't be a, <laughs> the, the way that was it. There was never another episode. Buzz I, and Woody never talked again. Yeah. What, 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 what? I said, you've got to log in. We're going to do this right. Or st- <laughs> we're going to do this right. <laughs> and you're going to like, you're, we're going to say goodbye in, in a proper fashion. So Brian Lee's going to hang out with us a little bit later. So we're kind of changing the format a little bit today. And uh, I had, I had a few things that I wanted to ask you as we reflect on almost a year and a half here at Diz Life podcast. Do you, in all this time, man, like looking back and we've had a chance to do this now, you know, throughout the weekend, is there a favorite episode that you have? Was there a favorite moment or a favorite topic that we had? in our, in our time together that you just look back and you're like, man, I, I loved that. That was a good, that was a good show. Here's, here's one of the problems, Mark. And I think you just put it so eloquently as I always think that you speak, you and I make great radio. We do. And a, we have, and we always have had an outline of where the show is going to go. But the, the times that we veer off that and the train just jumps the track and goes off to wherever we're going to have a conversation about has always been the funniest times. The greatest times, though, are when you and I are able to have a real conversation about whatever it is. Life, Disney, uh, going on backstage, it doesn't matter. It's those times that stick out the most to me. Bunny butts. Somebody mentioned the bunny butts in the comment section. And I was like, oh, right. That conversation. Like things don't come back to my brain as well as they should. But I can I, I what I'm really happy is I can go back and listen to these episodes and every single one. And it doesn't matter which one it is. Yeah. I can listen to and I can bring back the full memory of you and I having the conversation. What happened before the show? What happened after the show? Why we were laughing so hard and acting like children. If I had to go down to what my favorite parts were, I loved you and I sitting back and imagineering new things, talking about what the future brings. Wait, you and I, so it wasn't, the DV, it wasn't our DVC episode. <laughs> I, I, oh my gosh, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say, you know what it was, Mark? DVC. That's what did it for so, me right there. You, I don't ever want to talk that much about DVC for the rest of my life. You guys as fans asked us for a DVC episode and we finally delivered on it, but it was Greg. Greg was like, I am, I can never do this again. I don't own DVC. This is wholly painful for me to talk about like point charts and all this. Dude, very funny. It's an inside joke amongst us. Uh, Greg's like, I'm never doing DVC ever, ever again. The episode turned out amazing. Uh, best episodes. You know, there's just too many to count. And I'm not, I know I'm being pacified by, by just saying or pacifying the audience by saying that. But I mean that is every episode is good radio. You and I make good radio. Simple as that. End of story. That's why you and I were able to talk. And you and I can have a conversation about anything. We also know each other's cadence and how we talk and how we are going to give the other person space to breathe and to talk about what they want to talk about. At the end of the day, my favorite episode and one of my favorite experiences, and I'm going to get to a favorite experience, but coming off the Galactic Star Cruiser, the next week, you and I were just like, what, what do we talk about? Everything else just go? seems so mundane. Yeah, I, I don't want to be back on this earth. All right. So I'm going to try not to get emotional with this one. Favorite moment. We've had so many moments, dude. Again. Okay. okay, I'm going to try not to get emotional too. If people don't realize how big of a heart Mark Valentine has, 
I, I wish you all would. I, and I know you all care for Mark, and I know you care for Dislike Podcast. But Mark Valentine, as a human being, has one of the biggest hearts I've ever met. Going on the Star Cruiser changed our lives. Honestly. And there was times where you and I could just hang out in there, phones down, and just be ourselves and hang out. You want to know? <laughs> I, there's so many. You and I going to Disneyland and walking in that front gate. I was proud to be walking in that gate with you. You're my friend. You're my best friend. I was so happy to be across into a different state that we were able to travel to together. Yes, it was for work. Yes, it was all that other stuff. But you and I were able to step back and just breathe in and just be in that moment and hang out. And it was like, how cool is this? How cool is this? You and I at Fantasmic meeting Ashley Eckstein. How cool is this? Like, it's just these little moments that pop up. You want me to say the best on the podcast? I can't because I hung out with Mark Valentine. I know a lot of people are like, oh, this is Dislife Mark right now. But to me, everybody, I hung out with my best friend. I talked to him. I laughed with him. I got to interrupt him. I got to act like a fool. But again, <laughs> figment, the figment, like um, all these things are popping in my head, Mark, but nothing beats being on that Galactic Star Cruiser with my son, my brother-in-law, and you. And I will always have that memory. I will always have that circling around my head, and that is one of the greatest memories of my life. And I'm proud to say that you were along with me on that journey. And I'm proud to say I was along on that journey with you. Just sitting there. Like, here's more stories, people. We're on the Star Cruiser and we come out of the engine room and there's Chewbacca just going, like beckoning us in. We were both children. We've shared these stories about being children being fans of Star Wars, playing on our front lawns, dreaming of the day that we're going to be in space one day and we could hang out with these characters. And here we are, you and I together, 40 some odd years later, not to date us. And here we are playing Star Wars in real world. But more importantly, other than that, it's the little things. It's our families, you and Linda and me and Holly going to see Hamilton together. And the emotions of being on Broadway and having such a great time. Um, going to Carmine's and having dinner and just being able to BS and be ourselves. There was no work. There was no Disney. There was no Instagramming. There was no social media. It was just our families hanging out and unplugging. I had the greatest time of my life going up there. I think we watched a Super Bowl. You, you did. Correct me if I'm yeah, wrong, but there was a Super Bowl game. Did not even notice it because we were just in step with you guys having the greatest time. So what's my favorite memory, Mark? Everyone I had with you, my friend. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, yeah. People don't realize this. We, we started this radio show in the middle of COVID to just make our our days a little brighter and our mental health a little brighter. And along the way, like we've, we've really found some pretty remarkable people through this show, but I have to tell you, man. And again, there's been none more, more remarkable than you. Um, I, and it's like I said on, on our Instagram, man, it's with mixed emotion. You know, I'm, uh, I'm very excited for you and I'm happy for you as your friend. And I'm depressed as hell as your podcast partner that I don't selfishly get these moments anymore. Um, but people, you have to understand, too, the amount of work that goes into just even this, these radio programs. It's immense. And, uh, you know, sometimes there's, there's only so much that can be on the plate, right, Greg? You know, and I've, I've told people there have been some things that I've scaled back in my life because my family is the priority. My, my friends are the priority. And sometimes... You know, being trapped in social media, it's just, it's non-negotiable. So I know, I listen, man, I know the challenges that await you. Um, and if there's anybody out there that can do it, I know it's you. Um, I love you so much. We love you so much. 
uh, and we're going to miss you. But one more time, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, the incomparable Disney fanatic. Can I get one more creepy first takes? <laughs> first takes. All right, man. Say, say goodbye because I can't do it. I'll, I'll be a blubbering mess. Dislike podcast, everybody who has listened to my voice in the past year and however many months, I want to say thank you to every single one of you. I want to give a big thanks to every person who has supported us, listened to us, given us a chance. But at the end of the day, you are in amazing hands by a man who created something that is going to outlive me and it's going to keep on in perpetuity. Mark is Diz Life. That's a reason why we call him Diz Life Mark. This is his baby and he will handle this and he will bring you the best radio and bring you the best of Disney in every chance he can. You are in amazing hands. This is not a goodbye. This is a simple ahoy hoy, my friends. See you real soon, right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take a quick break. Dry my eyes. Um, we're going to be back on the flip side. Brian Lee said he's going to hang out with us today so it does not become a, uh, an emotional mess for me. Uh, don't go anywhere. Check out these, uh, this break from our sponsor. <laughs> Happily ever after. Love you, dude. I'll see you soon. I'll see you Thank real you, soon. Sir. I love you, my friend. All right, buddy. Hey guys, Diz Life Mark here, and I want to tell you all about the official travel partner here at Chip and Company. Let our good friend Sarah at Destination to Travel help you plan your next Disney vacation. Sarah specializes in planning dream vacations for your family. She's an authorized Disney vacation planner, and she can help with every step of your magical vacation. The best thing is that her services are 100% free. Want to travel beyond Disney? Sarah has you covered there too. Want to find out more? Fill out a trip request form over at the website at Chip Co. or email her directly at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com. Start planning that dream vacation today. Email her at sarahsolberg at d2travel.com. And now it's time for Diz Life First Takes. First Takes. These are the headlines that are going to get you talking this week. First Takes. We here at Diz Life Podcast are giving you the first word on Disney news and parks headlines. First Takes. So here's what's firing off this week over at Chip and Company. First Takes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thanks for letting me take that little break there. I needed to, uh, I needed to dry up. <laughs> I needed to dry up again. We are going to ask Brian Lee is joining us again. He's filling in again. We wish Greg nothing but the best and bon voyage. Uh, but Brian Lee is stepping in, you know, Brian Lee from United. We fan broadcasting every Saturday with his amazing podcast partner, Mark Adams. He has admirably filled in from time to time here on Diz Life podcast. And he's going to anchor us again today as we discuss Disney Declassified and break down the top secrets. <laughs> Those are your ratings just plummeting. We're redacting. Yeah, we're going to redact all the stuff. But before we do that, man, we got to talk headlines. The news has been happening. We had Dislife news this week, Brian, but we do have news. Welcome back to the Tiki Room studio. How you been in the last week and a half? I've been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. I finished a trip to the Central Florida area, which I bragged on United We Fan about. I finally got my Infinity Gauntlet. I got September. I've gotten every song on Cosmic Rewind. Yeah, I saw that. I was just going to say, you have completed the Infinity Gauntlet. You now have every, every single song. Yeah, man, we are heading down to Disney in about a week and a half. I got to be honest, man. I can't wait. I've been away from Disney for way, way too long. People are like, are you okay? And I'm like, why? Like you haven't been to Disney since February. And I'm like, I know, <laughs> I know I'm feeling it. I'm definitely feeling it. Thanks for rubbing it in. Sorry. Sorry, man. All right, here we go. These are the first takes. This is the stuff that I care about this week. These are the only headlines that matter. And this next headline, this is the only uh, headline that matters to Brian. So Brian, did you see this Ahsoka, right? Two episode Disney premiere. We have an idea of the runtime. It's been revealed. So Ahsoka, if anyone's been in a coma, it's coming starring Rosario Dawson and it's set to premiere on August 23rd exclusively on Disney Plus. 
So audiences have learned the runtime for the first two episodes that are going to drop when it makes its debut. As you guys know, Ahsoka's bringing to life several characters from the Rebels animated series, which was created by Dave Filoni. And it looks like the premiere episodes, plural, will have a reported runtime of one hour and 36 minutes and 36 seconds. Oh, that's glorious. Oh, it's a full feature length film, dude. I don't know how that's going to break down per episode. They haven't really said, but the promise of a full feature length film right off the bat, man, that is wholly exciting. Brian, on a scale of one to a million, <laughs> how, how excited are you for Ahsoka on Disney Plus? One to a million, uh, 58 million. <laughs> I, I, man, I cannot. And I feel bad. Every time I feel like I come on the show, I'm plugging United We Fan. But tune into United We Fan the weekend before Ahsoka drops. We will catch you up on everything you need to know Star Wars Rebels, whether you watched it or not. But dude, like a full length feature film. The last time Star Wars did this, well, I guess they did it with Obi-Wan too. We got, it was coming out on Wednesday. Then it got pushed to Friday, but it became two episodes. But Obi-Wan wasn't very good. Good. Ultimately, uh, Ahsoka is going to be much better. I think, I hope I dream. I can't wait for it. So, but bad batch premiered with a full length feature film. That was fantastic. Like star Wars Filoni knows what he's doing. I'm really, really excited about it. And doubling up the first week gets the series done before Loki. There it is though. But that was the key phrase. Filoni knows what he's doing. There is a big difference between Obi-Wan and I, I enjoyed Obi-Wan when I binged it. I did not like Obi-Wan Kenobi as a series. That should have just been a movie. That would have been a great movie. And if it had been released as a theatrical movie or even a Disney Plus movie, I think it would have been better. I didn't like them breaking it up. I feel the same way about Andor additionally. I think Andor would make an amazing film. I don't like, especially early on, the way that they break up the episodes. I think it takes you like like right out of it. But Filoni understands Star Wars. He is the Star Warsiest guy since George Lucas to helm the Star Wars universe. And he understands it. He just gets it. And I feel the same way about John Favreau, by the way, as well. There is no way, in my opinion, that this series is going to miss. It's bringing beloved characters. It is bringing people that we have been clamoring for to see them in live action. Dude, we're getting Grand Admiral Thrawn. We're going to get your beloved Chopper. Sabine Wren is coming. Hera Syndulla is coming. Do we get a force ghost for, um, oh my goodness, dude. Uh, Jane and Karis. Yeah. Caleb Caleb June. Yeah. If, if it is, it's gotta be Freddie Prince jr. And he swears up and down and not like Andrew Garfield. I actually believe Freddie Prince jr. I hope not only because man, I guess Ezra could talk to him. I hope Jason's in the show, his kid, I yeah. feel like we could do something there. I hope Zeb joins the crew early and we get the entire crew back together. Force goes Kanan. I think we hear a voice. I don't think we see it. Was he that connected to the force that he could do that though? That that's my only question. No, we're going to really nerd out if we, he's got a five-year-old kid. So I would say probably not. Yeah. We're going to really nerd out if we get into the weeds with this. All right. So secondly, I had the pleasure of writing this article, man, I got to stay here. So Hilton, New York, has unveiled an Aladdin Times Square palace suite. This thing is pretty sweet. So Hilton, New York can help make all your travel wishes come true. They have a brand new room inspired by Disney's Aladdin on Broadway. The Hilton takes full advantage of their close proximity to Aladdin at the legendary New Amsterdam Theater. And they have redone an entire room. And it's perfect for your next trip to the Big Apple or even a family-fueled staycation. But the Aladdin suite will make you feel like the Sultan of Agrabah. Head to chipandco.com. Check this thing out. You got to see these pictures. But it features an interior design from Broadway's top dressing room designer, Devin Sparkles Design. And there are sprawling views of Manhattan. It is a posh desert retreat. But the room has a king-size bed, Agrabah-inspired furnishings, Moroccan rugs, beautiful wall sconces, other accoutrements, They have a bathroom called the Cave of Wonders washroom. It's got golden accents, vases, gems. And then they have jasmine-inspired silks. There's a genie lamplight. There's an Iago-inspired bird lamp. They they really did it up for this thing. So the nice thing is um, included with your stay, which I think start at $5.99, you get four premium seats to see Disney's Aladdin on Broadway, two cocktails and two mocktails, 
So they've really, uh, they've given you a reason, man, to travel over to Broadway and experience a whole new world. Brian, does this entice you and get, does this move the needle? Do we get you to New York with this thing? $600, you get premium seats and the hotel room? And the hotel room. That's not bad. Nope. Like how many, how many rooms are there? So I, they, they didn't say how many are there, but. There's at least more than one, I hope. I would assume that there's more than one, but. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I saw that deal and I was like, wait a minute. So I get the seats and the cocktails and the room. Like Yeah, premium seats, you're talking you're talking a hundred bucks a ticket, probably, right? So like pre- not that I know Broadway ticket pricing very well, but premium orchestra for Aladdin is probably a minimum of a hundred fifty, a hundred sixty dollars for those seats. So I mean that's six hundred bucks right there. there, there so you if you get the hotel room along with it, that's a that's a steal. That's that's really cool. It's really cool. And you get a wake-up call from the Broadway genie himself, Michael James Scott. Dude, I'm telling you, this thing's awesome. Like, Michael Scott wakes you up? Whoa! With bacon. No! <laughs> with a bacon wave, right? I like the smell of bacon in the morning, so sue me. So sue me. All right, man. Yeah, I, I listen, I got to book that. Hey, Hilton, if you're listening, I will totally do a media review of this. If you want to invite me, I will blog the entire stay I will go full on like Blair Witch Project and never turn the camera off. <laughs> that's really cool. Like that's that's a that's actually a great deal. That's really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. So check that out. Head to the website and uh, I, I and I wrote the article. All right. Last, certainly not least, this excites me because I'm coming in a week and a half. Uh, Disney World has extended their theme park hours in late August of 2023. Uh, three of the theme parks, so Magic Kingdom, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom, are all getting extended hours. So from August 20th through the 26th, if you're heading to Disney's Animal Kingdom, it's going to open an hour earlier than it was previously scheduled. So the park will now open at 8 instead of 9 a.m. And it's going to still close at 7. So you're getting an extra hour there. Same dates, August 20th through the 26th. Hollywood Studios opens at 8.30 instead of 9. And the park will still close at 9 p.m. However, Fantasmic is going to be performed at 9.30 each night. So, like, you could stay in the park till 9. Nice. Yeah, walk over to Fantasmic and close it down. So there's only two dates that get extended at Magic Kingdom. So August 22nd and the 25th, not the whole week, 22nd, 25th. The park's going to open an hour earlier than scheduled. Magic Kingdom opens at 8 instead of 9, but the park closes at 6 p.m. because those are Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween parties. So if you don't have a party ticket and you're looking to still get some value out of that one-day ticket, well, Disney's just giving you a full hour back, and they're allowing you to stay in the park or go to the park an hour earlier. Dude, this is always a good news. This is, this is always good stuff. And don't, re- don't forget, if you're staying in a Disney hotel, you can go a half an hour earlier to eat to the park every day. I forgot. Anyway, magic hours. Ooh, so. I forgot that. Yeah, so we, 7.30 Animal Kingdom. Yeah, we going to be fancy in a week and a half, man. We staying at that Grand Floridian. So we are looking in, we're looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. All right, man. We are going to take one more quick commercial break, but that's going to do it for Diz Life First Takes. Hey, don't go anywhere because we've got the secrets. And if you're in our Disney Fight Club, the first rule is you can't talk about what we're about to tell you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more Diz Life Podcast. Is Disney World home to you? Realtor Victor Naraki can help make it a reality. Realtor Victor Naraki specializes in making your Disney home dreams come true. Second homes, investment home, retirement, relocation. With Victor's input, he will show you the home opportunities that you don't get to see as a tourist. Imagine being at the park in minutes, walking around the world showcase for daily exercise, watching the fireworks in your own backyard, or having Disney Springs as your local mall. Have you ever heard of Windermere, Winter Garden, Horizon West, Dr. Phillips, Claremont, Lake Nona, or Disney's own Celebration and Golden Oak? Victor can introduce you to these communities, which are just minutes to the magic. Stop imagining a Disney life and start living your dream today. Call Victor at 407-340-9375. And don't forget to mention that you heard all about Victor here on Shipping Company Podcast Network. Head over to DisneyAtYourDoorstep.com and start living your magical life today.
lived happily ever after. Are you ready to unlock the hidden wonders, the untold stories, and the well-guarded secrets of the Disney parks? Behind the glimmering facade of these beloved theme parks lies a treasure trove of mysteries, innovations, and insider knowledge that very few are privy to. So on today's main attraction, we get to explore some of the best-kept secrets that eluded Disney enthusiasts for generations. Brian, I feel like we're going to get in trouble for some of these, though. I'm not sharing anything that I learned as a cast member. So Disney, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes. I'm not going to tell people where the Utilidor bathrooms are, even though I know where the subway is, too. Here are the rules, ladies and gentlemen. I think this is wholly important to disclaim this. We're not telling you anything that is illegal. We're not telling you anything that's not breaking the rules. We are just, we are basically telling you some of these hidden secrets and gems that people don't know. So... I think you said we're not telling anybody that's not breaking the rules. I think it's we're not telling you anything that is breaking the rules. Yes, that. (laughs) (laughs) That. All right. uh, Let me let me start with this one. All right. This one. Some people are going to go. Oh, I know that one. But there are still people in this world that don't know this incredible secret. This is a personal favorite. I learned this one from Jeff Marshall. I didn't even know this. And I had been going to Disney for a while. If you go to Animal Kingdom. Let's face it, we've all wondered, how do I get in the Yak and Yeti at Animal Kingdom? The place is always booked. It's always packed, starting at 11 a.m. when it opens. The place is just chock full. It seems like reservations are very hard to get. Well, look, there's a reason that it's the most popular and delicious dining location at Animal Kingdom. So here's a Fight Club level secret. The next time that you want to do this, you got to plan ahead a little bit, though, okay? If you already have a card or, you know, if you don't have a card, you can get one there, but you got to rely on, there's got to be an open space. But the next time you want to dine at Yak and Yeti, you know, two weeks, three weeks before, go online to get your Landry's Select card. I'm going to say this again. It's called the Landry's Select card. LandrySelect.com. L-A-N-D-R-Y. There's two S's. Select.com. You join their club. You register online. You can also do this in person, by the way, but you pay a $25 fee. Now, some people are like, whoa, 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 that's really expensive. But you get a $25 discount off of the first time you use the card. So essentially, this thing's free, okay? But here's why the Landry Select card is wonderful. You walk up to the host at Yak and Yeti. You show them your Landry Select card, and then you are seated within 15 to 20 minutes without having to book a reservation. Sometimes if it's really packed, I have waited like 22 minutes, but you never wait beyond that. I have used this so many times at Yak and Yeti, but here's the coolest thing about the card. I got it for Yak and Yeti, but you can use it at Bubba Gump Shrimp, Joe's Crab Shack, Rainforest Cafe at Disney, Dinosaur, any of the land. T-Rex, yeah. Yeah, uh, T-Rex. Uh, any of these restaurants that are owned by Landry's, you can use the card you know, even if I'm in New York City and I don't have a reservation for Bubba Gump, I walk right in with my Landry Select card and boom, it works there. But you get special hotel rates with this card. You can get discounts off of rental cars and more. Trust me, this is one of my favorite Disney secrets. I can't get over how many people don't know about it, but like, shh, don't tell everybody because I don't want it to get too oversaturated. Brian, are you a Landry Select Club member? Uh, Have you used this and why not yet if you haven't? I have used it. Uh, I'm not personally a member. My father-in-law is, so we used it that way. Um, But my kids love Rainforest Cafe and T-Rex. Like, say what you will about the food, whatever. It's a really fun environment for kids. So that's where we used it the most. We used it the one time, remember, at Rainforest Cafe? we did. did. That's right. I forgot about that. Uh, It... uh, it's a no-brainer, man. Like, I wish Landry's operated more restaurants within Disney for this exact reason. <laughs> we actually tested the limits of the Landry Select card to see how many people can get in on it. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, we were, we were at least, it was my whole family, your whole family, Alicia. They were, yeah, we were like 12 people. We were like 12 people. We maxed out. And I, I think it's 10, to be honest. But I yeah. think because... We had two babies. Yeah, we had two babies. They, they hooked us up. But I think it's like max 10. Landry Select card... I mean, if, if nothing else, this episode, I'm telling you, get that. So have you ever done the, the tuna nachos over at Yak and Yeti? 
Is that too adventurous or? That's definitely too adventurous. <laughs> okay, they're good. I, I think I've only, dude, I can't even tell you the last time I went to Yak and Yeti. Not the walk up, but like the actual restaurant. I haven't been in years. The next, we're doing it. I'm doing it this next trip. I'm going to do it. I'll send you a picture of the two nachos. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, but man. They can't eat the nachos. No way. So I have come up with five. Brian's going to add some others. All right. This, this one, I, I feel like we're really going to get in trouble by giving people the top five secret bathrooms in our Disney declassified. We have no chill today. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I have no chill. You know, I've lost all, all control. Uh, I'm going to share every secret possible today. Um, so I'm going to give you my top five, Brian, if you want to, if you want to pick any and add to the list. So here are the top five secret bathrooms. I don't want a dirty bathroom. I don't want a crowded bathroom. So number one, always on my list behind the journey of the imagination building, there are bathrooms. Uh, they are always clean. They're never full. You have to walk behind the building. So like walk past the queue, past the point where sometimes there would be the spontaneous meet and greets with characters. Winnie the Pooh would come out on the lawn and then you make a left and it's right there. These are the bathrooms you have to use before you go up to the DVC, but no one uses them like ever. I don't know why they are secret bathrooms. Shh, don't tell everybody, keep them secret, keep it safe. Lord of the Rings style, uh, behind journey of the imagination. Number two, here's your second one. Ready? The land pavilion. Everyone's like, that's not secret. I know about that bathroom. There's one. Yeah. There's one downstairs by Soren. But did you know that behind the waiting area and garden grill, there's actually two bathrooms that are up there. They're quiet. They're always clean. You're welcome. There's a ton of benches outside of them too. Yup. So, uh, and there's a fuel rod location there as well. FYI. All right. My third pick, Tomorrowland Terrace. So the restaurant's currently not open. It's only open for dessert parties, which means very few people know that there's a bathroom and take advantage of it. Uh, they used to serve the restaurant and they're still open. They're not closed just because the restaurant's closed. And most people walk right through Tomorrowland Terrace. They get right through the purple wall and they miss some of the perfect bathrooms. So don't do that next time. And uh, next time you want to have a quiet commode, head over to <laughs> Tomorrowland Terrace. It's amazing. Yeah, right next to the Plaza restaurant. Correct. All right. Uh, fourth, inside the Seas Pavilion. Uh, this is a surprising hidden gem, you know, considering that the bathroom is supposed to service an entire pavilion. Uh, even with all that water, nobody uses this bathroom, and I don't know why. You would think more people would have to go, being surrounded by water. They don't. Uh, the bathroom's always quiet. It's always empty. I don't know if because it's tucked back behind the escalator that people just don't see it. They don't walk into that area. I don't know. It's a secret bathroom. It's always quiet. It's always clean over inside the seas pavilion. My last bathroom, Brian, you can add your own over in Adventureland. Uh, you might want a bathroom break after Pirates of the Caribbean. And you're going to find one of the most hidden bathrooms in all the Magic Kingdom. Most Magic Kingdom bathrooms are packed to the gills and they are dirty and there's stuff all over the floor because people are just overusing them. Not dirty. You know what I mean? They're used. But uh, next to the Magic Kingdom or uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean in the Magic Kingdom, if you go to the left of that gift shop as you exit the attraction, you'll find one of the coolest, quietest bathrooms in all of MK. Brian, do you want to get in on this? Do uh, you want to get in trouble too? You want to give your, your favorite quiet commode up? You only gave us places to pee in Epcot and Animal or in Magic Kingdom. So we got to think about Epcot or man, there's too many parks, Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. So at Holly or at Animal Kingdom, my favorite is actually over in Dino Land next to where Primeval World used to be. Nobody really ventures over there anymore. They're doing an annual pass magnet give out over there right now, which made it a little bit busier. But those bathrooms are never used. And they're, they're, they're nice. The problem is there's not a lot of shade for people waiting outside for you, but that's my favorite in animal kingdom. You know, what's another good animal kingdom one, obviously not when there's a show, but any other time is the Nemo theater. There's a bathroom uh -huh. over by Nemo. And I yep. mean, obviously if, if the theater's just letting out, it will be busy, but any other time, no one's using that bathroom. FYI, just. As a, and as we a talked about we talked about this one a couple of weeks ago, right at the exit of the One Man Dream Theater, back by Star Wars Launch Bay, between Launch Bay and um, Voyage of the Little Mermaid. There's some bathrooms back there in that corner as well, especially without Little Mermaid being used right now. Not a lot of people go through One Man's Dream, so that isn't super busy either. That bathroom, that's my go-to in Hollywood Studios, FYI. 
that is always my go-to bathroom. Um, I do like the one over by Muppets, but I feel like that used to be more quiet. And yeah, it's like, getting busier. Yeah, the secret's out, man. Like my Muppets bathroom is, uh, yeah, it's blown up. <laughs> there is a bathroom. If you're going to Toy Story Land and they have the gates open to the Pixar place where the old entrance to Toy Story Mania used to be, there's some bathrooms right there that are always open. Those are super busy. If the doors are open, you can go into the Pixar place area. There's some bathrooms down in there that are not used either because those other ones at the front are just constantly being used across from the Joffreys there. I dude, I, I agree. All right. So again, don't get us in trouble. I'm sorry. I'm sure that we're going to get comments. If you want to yell at me, feel free at Dislife podcast on Instagram. Wait, I forgot about a bathroom spot. You might not have heard of. Where's that? The Rapunzel bathrooms in fantasy land. Oh, Nobody's dude, ever heard of those. No one's ever used those bathrooms. <laughs> they are like so empty, <laughs> man. That's, that's like a dial commercial. That bathroom. Aren't you glad you used <laughs> dial? Don't you wish everyone else did? They're packed. You know what bathrooms used to be amazing until like the secret got out. And this is why people are probably screaming at me. They're like, uh, you know, why would you say this? Everyone's going to start using these bathrooms. If we talk about them, do you remember the Casey jr. Splash pad bathroom over Mm -hmm. in the magic kingdom that used to have nobody, nobody used to use that. And then people started There's like 48 diaper changing stations in there. Yeah. But now people have talked about it and everyone's like, dude, no one goes back to that area of the park. Every single time I go into that Casey Jr. splash pad bathroom right back there, there it's always packed. Like it's yeah, never it's, it's never empty anymore. I I we screwed it up, people. We screwed it up. I'm sorry if I screwed these up too. My bad. All right, listen, I've got a great tip for you. So with Genie Plus, right, and my Disney experience, everyone needs a phone. That's not your secret. Everyone's like, okay, big deal. I love using a fuel rod to make sure that my phone stays supercharged as I walk around the parks. So first off, if you didn't know this, Disney's partnered with Fuel Rod, okay? They have spread stations throughout the parks. You buy a Fuel Rod, it's a phone charger, but the nice thing is, is when the charger dies, you drop the charger in one of the stations, and it basically, it shoots out, it swaps a Fuel Rod, fully charged, so your phone never dies. That's great. That's kind of secret-ish if you didn't know what a Fuel Rod is. But here's my secret tip. And this is a big one, ladies and gentlemen. Did you know that you can buy your fuel rod online at Amazon and pay $23 versus the $30 that you pay at Disney? I just saved you seven bucks. Use that savings. Treat yourself to a Dole Whip, courtesy of our DizLife Declassified Secrets. You're welcome. (laughs) You just taught me this. I didn't know this at all. $23 on Amazon, same fuel rod, fully swappable in the parks. You're saving seven bucks, man. Same rig. That is a, that is a Dole Whip. So tag at Dislife podcast. The next time you get a Dole Whip, when you use that $7 to treat yourself to, or something more delicious, that isn't a Dole Whip. So consider ladies and gentlemen, consider yourself pixie dusted. There you go. There's their, there's their pixie dust, $7 pixie dust. (laughs) <laughs> all right you man. Can you can fly all right what do we got man how about fireworks you want to do fireworks i'll talk no about i want to ride rides <laughs> all right skip the fireworks here's your secret skip the fireworks whoa 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 i know everybody's like raging not every on. night not every night not every night listen while happily ever after it's a must see uh there's a big perk to skipping the show during Happily Ever After, you're going to get at least one, if not two, rides in. There's shorter line for rides. So this is the time to ride your favorite ride. It's during the fireworks. It feels like you have the entire park to yourself since almost everyone is over in Fantasyland or packed in the Main Street USA or the Hub. My personal favorite, I love doing Big Thunder Mountain during the fireworks. Or if I time it just right, there is nothing better than riding Seven Dwarves Mine Train just to have the fireworks going off over our heads and the music of happily ever after as I'm riding that ride. Do you have a favorite dude? I'm not sure I ever got on mine train during the fireworks. We used to constantly double up splash mountain, big thunder mountain during the fireworks because you could get on both of them just like that. And you would ride, be able to ride both under the fireworks. Mine train would be fun. I've got to try that. Dumbo would be fun. If you've got like a small kid. So we were on mine train. Do you remember when um, some of the fireworks actually sparked it off and there was a little bit of a, a little I bit do of remember a, that. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. 
So one of my faves, man. So there is your fourth declassified secret. All right, man. Uh, last, certainly not least, I don't know if this counts as declassified or what. Yeah, you know what? I'll just give it to people. All right. When you're there, there's a lot of people that sometimes you'll notice are waiting against the wall. And you wonder to yourself what's going on. They have requested a specific ride seat. And you can do this. Cast members, I'm sorry. They're going to get mad at me. They're like, why are you telling people to do this? You can do it. Not all seats are created equally when it comes to Disney World rides. For instance, we just talked about Big Thunder Mountain. Riding in the very back of Big Thunder Mountain, it really does give you the wildest ride in the wilderness. Uh, if you want to have your kid go on a ride for the first time and you don't want it to be rough or, you know, you want to give them a milder roller coaster experience, first seat. Trust me, the first seat on Big Thunder, the first seat on Seven Dwarves Mine Train, the first seat on Slinky. Slinky a little bit less because of the, the coaster's design. But if you don't want to have a whip effect, if you don't want to have the ride be a little bit rougher, a little bit more intense, tell your children to sit in the absolute first seat. It's a great way to train them for roller coasters. But if you want to turn it up a notch, man, go to the back. Now, there is an exception to this rule, Brian Lee. VelociCoaster does not work for the first seat. I dare people to sit in the front seat of VelociCoaster. You did fine in the front row of VelociCoaster. It was the second row that it was all the thrill of the front without any of the view of the front. That terrified you. That was very scary. I, I will not do the second row of VelociCoaster again. I'll ride front. I will not ride that second row. So one of the nice things about VelociCoaster, if you sit in the back of it, you can anticipate the movement yeah. because you can see all of the people in front of you. In the front, even though you can't see them, you can see the track and still anticipate what's going to happen. The second row, you get no visuals of anything happening in front of you. You can't anticipate anything. You just see the back of the, the people's heads and you're sitting in the front. Man, that scared the crap out of me, dude. Yeah, and it was awesome. I loved it. I loved I loved listening to you scream. But yes, especially at newer roller coasters, this is becoming the norm um, at cosmic rewind they have like three spaces where they can hold people requesting specific spots if you want to request a spot on velocico or on cosmic rewind row nine is the one you want to request not row one row nine because it gets you at the front of the launch as well as the whip effect uh row nine is the best row on that ride uh tron they have it tron they have to utilize it a lot for the handicap accessible and the bigger vehicle at the end so sometimes they just hit capacity and you can't wait anymore um, but yeah, like cast members are more than willing to do it if there's availability and space to put you, if there's not, they may have to turn you down and please don't get mad at them for that. Yeah, it happens. But listen, if you, if you want to request a specific ride, you can always ask. And if the cast member can't accommodate, they will let you know, but nine times out of 10, they're going to do that. Yeah. All right, listen, I hope you enjoyed this Disney declassified. I'm going to ask our listeners if you have your own Disney secret, your declassified information, send it to us at Dislife Podcast. We would like to make this a series and talk about like the secrets of Disney and doing Disney parks in such a way that really gives people an experience that maybe they don't know about or something they don't read about on the traditional blogs. Again, send us your declassified to at Dislife Podcast on Instagram. All right, man, we're going to take one more quick commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back with Disney's College of Knowledge and say goodbye for the week. Diz Life Podcast is brought to you by the Happiness is Addictive Collection. Happiness is Addictive is passionate about spreading laughter and creating smiles worldwide. They love bringing their global community together through optimism, cheer, hopefulness, merriment, and celebrating life's magical moments. They know how important it is to celebrate life's adventures and their apparel will give you everlasting one-of-a-kind memories through pixie-dusted family photos, compliments from park guests, and magical moments with cast members. They pride themselves on high-quality, custom-made apparel at competitive prices with world-class service. Let them help you create a lifetime of memories whether you're Disney-bounding, kicking it poolside, participating in run Disney marathons, having costumed adventures, or just living your best Disney life. You can find their Happiness is Addictive shop on Etsy. You can also find them on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Pinterest. They are proud to be featured in Indie Central Florida, the Thoughtful Gift Club, and now here on Diz Life Podcast. 
Their collection was founded by a 15-year former cast member who knows how to enhance your magical moments for a lifetime of memories with your family. Don't forget to use promo code DISLIFE15 to take an extra 15% off. What are you waiting for? Head over to Etsy and start getting happy today. Follow the link in our show notes and you'll find out for yourself that happiness is addictive. All right, welcome back to Disney Podcast. It's time to wrap up the show with Disney's College of Knowledge. This is where we challenge the listeners to see what they know about the Walt Disney Company and its theme parks. Message your answers to this week's trivia question to at Disney Podcast on Instagram. On last week's podcast, we asked, what was the very first food and wine festival the year that it was hosted at Epcot? If you said 1996, well, then you earned an A-plus on your Disney report card. Just a quick reminder, we have recharged all of our swag from our printer. So for the winner of this week, we're going to be sending you a little prize pack from all of us here at Dislife Podcast. This week's trivia question, let's go to Hollywood Studios, Brian, and let's see what people know about the Great Movie Ride or how well they know the Great Movie Ride. On the Great Movie Ride, what did the tour guide say as the ride began? Let us know your answer. Message us at Disney Podcast on Instagram. And that is how it's done, my friend. Dude, thank you for filling in. I really appreciate this again. Um, it was an emotional week. Uh, I told Greg, we can't, I can't do a full. I can't do a full episode. I'll cry the whole time. So thank you, man. And what do we got coming up this week? On United We Fan, the podcast. Thanks for not crying on me. Um, this week on United We Fan, last week we did a, a fantasy field of dreams where we fielded baseball rosters of on-screen baseball players. This week we're going to do the best year in movies. We're going to try and crown the best year in movies. Um, 1986 is a strong, strong contender, let me tell you. Um and then we're going to get you ready for Ahsoka with the Rebels recap and Mandalorian recap and everything else you need to know headed into Ahsoka. So that's the next couple of weeks on United We Fan. I was just going to say 1985 or 1986. I'm glad. I'm glad that my uh, we were on the same wavelength. Yeah, good stuff. We'll see. What, we'll see what wins, but it's a strong, strong contender. I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for another episode of Dislike Podcast. As always, we just want to thank you for living your best Disney lives with us here on the Chip and Company Podcast Network. Don't forget, smash the subscribe button. Check out our incredible radio shows like United We Fan, the podcast, like We Like Theme Parks, where we're bringing you the best Disney content throughout the week. And of course, we hope that your week is filled with faith, trust, and pixie dust. We'll see you real soon. Bye, everybody.